they're both great defenses. The Ravens are the best defense in football. I'm not going to deny that. The Chiefs are a top five defense in football, in my opinion, what they've been doing this past season. And I said it's going to come down to which quarterback is going to make the extra splash play or the extra two splash plays. So that's what I'm looking forward to is which quarterback between the, the pretty much foreseeable two-time MVP, Patrick or Lamar Jackson, and the other two-time MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Which of these two quarterbacks is going to take that play to a whole new level in the fourth quarter, late in the third quarter after the halftime adjustments? Which QB is going to do that? We've seen Mahomes do it countless times. Jake's seen it up 10 points yeah. or up 11 points in the, in the Super Bowl, right? 10 or 11 points right. in the Super Bowl. He saw it. Uh, We've seen it against every team he's played. Pretty much he's been there. We know Mahomes can do it, but can he do it this year? All about the Balls Podcast! With Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to this conference championship, and holy shit, Jim Harbaugh's back in the NFL episode of All About the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the Sack House. I'm with Luke Rule and a brand new member of the Sack House family and All About the Boss Podcast family, and that is Jake Winnikine. Very shortly, boys, we'll be having an NBA episode, strictly NBA. Jake will be on that with Alan and myself. So, Jake, I'll start with you. How are you doing? First time in the Sack House. Big game for the 49ers as they're playing the brand new Lions this weekend on Sunday night, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, feeling good. I mean, uh, I thought we were done after last week. That uh, Green Bay game was a little too close for comfort. Um, but I'm I'm feeling good. I think our offense should be able to move on Detroit. Um, obviously nervous, you know, NFC Championship. But, yeah, I'm glad to be here, guys. Thanks. Uh, let's go Niners. Yeah, thanks to Alan and Chris and Doc. They all they were back. That was a last-minute thing. We we know you were you're getting all your shit ready together, but for now, just – you know, you have no microphone, but you're using the webcam. Luke, big game. I mean, obviously, you're yeah. playing arguably probably the greatest quarterback of all time when it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes is 3-1. and one, So how are you feeling as Mahomes has the advantage based on head-to-head this weekend? Yeah, they may, he may have the advantage head-to-head. Lamar does have the last one over him. But this is the first time they meet up in the playoffs, so it's going to be an interesting matchup. See how um, our defense matches up against the KC offense and vice versa how – Lamar can match up against their defense. Two uh, top defenses in the NFL match it up against two of the top offenses in the NFL. So it's going to be a heavyweight fight, and uh, I think these are the two best teams that are left in the uh, in football right now. Yeah. I mean, and unfortunately, I'm a little upset, boys, because, you know, the closer we're getting to this shit, the closer the season's ending. We have three games left, and it's a sad time. You know, we have two conference championships that are setting records with ticket prices the most of all time. And then we have the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So, and then after that, it's a long, long, dark off season. Basketball's around the corner. I'm still come, kicking on. Baseball's around the corner. The draft's coming up. Free agency's coming up for some teams like us. But that's what we're looking forward to. But let's dive, let's dive into it. Like, and it's the first game Sunday late afternoon. The Baltimore Ravens hosting an AFC Championship for the first time in their history as the Baltimore Ravens franchise facing Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Many people didn't think they'd get this far based on. Their season struggles with the offensive end. And, Luke, you're the local Ravens guy. This is your game. Yeah. Stars off. What storylines, what headlines, what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, well, actually, I'm looking forward to ending some headlines here, actually. So, time to end the Taylor Swift headline. The Mahomes is the, the best quarterback headline. Well, I mean, he's going to be the best quarterback still. But and, and the headline that I, know, I saw was that Richard Sherman put out that Lamar has no chance because he's not Josh Allen. Or uh, no, he's not Tom Brady or Joe Burrow as the only quarterbacks to beat Mahomes in the playoffs. So I like that. And that one add another playoff quarterback to beating Mahomes in the playoffs. That'd be a huge headline. But excited to see how these these two defenses match up. Uh, I mean, this is first year off OC and DC for the Ravens, and both both sides of the ball are playing outstanding. I mean, both guys have been getting head coach interviews in their first season in the NFL. Mike Todd Munkin was the Georgia quarter, um, Georgia OC last year, and uh, Mike McDonald was the defense coordinator for Michigan last year. So, huge step up for these guys, and they're both performing. And so, it's gonna be interesting. This is their first time matching up against uh, KC as a as a team. So, I want to see how uh, Mike McDonald schemes up against uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. 
see uh, if he wants to send the pressure or if he wants to hang back on Mahomes. So I like I like to see the matchup he has for him. Then Todd Monk with the offense, like I think he's shown like week after week that he can make the big adjustments at halftime to put Lamar in the best situations to win games. You saw last week with the uh, the Texans game went tied in the halftime, but the Texans, um, uh, you you can see they're they're blitzing Lamar too much and they were losing losing their containment, so the defenders were getting behind Lamar and it was open fields for Lamar all day on the Texans defense. That's why you saw him run a little more, kind of like the 2019 season where he ran a lot more. As the Texans gave it to him, Lamar took it and just worked our way downfield. Didn't need the huge, huge deep balls this game to move the ball downfield. Slow, methodical, physical football is what the Ravens do, and they continue doing that this week. I mean, the, well, we talked about this, I think it was like October, Luke, or some time frame around there. It was just me and you on the podcast, uh, Doc and Chris, they weren't there for that episode. And I said it, we, we talked, who do you trust more? The Ravens or the Chiefs? Because at the time they were the two top teams in the AFC. I think they were both one loss. They were like tied for the first, something like that. And I said, they're both great defenses. The Ravens are the best defense in football. I'm not going to deny that. The Chiefs are a top five defense in football, in my opinion, what they've been doing this past season. And I said, it's going to come down to which quarterback is going to make the extra splash play or the extra two splash plays. So that's what I'm looking forward to is which quarterback between the, the pretty much foreseeable two-time MVP, Patrick or Lamar Jackson, and the other two-time MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Which of these two quarterbacks is going to take that play to a whole new level in the fourth quarter, late in the third quarter after the halftime adjustments? Which QB is going to do that? We've seen Mahomes do it countless times. Jake's seen it up 10 points yeah. or up 11 points in the, in the Super Bowl, right? 10 or 11 points right. in the Super Bowl. He saw it. Uh, he, we've seen it against every team he's played. Pretty much he's been there. We know Mahomes can do it, but can he do it this year with the lack of talent around him? Kelsey is warming up. Travis, or Taylor Swift's going to be there, so you know he's going to be juiced up. Hey, Jason Kelsey might be there shirtless again, juiced up. Did you get him juiced up? Rice is balling. Pacheco's balling. But can Mahomes step up once again? He outperformed Allen last week. He outperformed two the first time. Can he do it against Lamar Jackson? And can Lamar do the same thing? We saw Lamar get that playoff monkey off his back, played a good football game. Like you said, it wasn't crazy stats. They didn't need to. Can he do the same thing he did last week if the Chiefs give him those lanes to run? That's the question, though, is which quarterback's going to make the play on their back when it matters the most. That's what I'm looking forward to is which QB steps up the most. Yeah, I'm also interested to see how Mahomes and Roquan and Carl Hamilton match up. With, like, how, how are they going to play Patrick Mahomes? Is Roquan going in it? Going in at uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kyle Hampton's playing Kelsey or vice versa. Interesting matchup to see what, what our young defenders do against Mahomes. Like, I, I think they're going to throw all kinds of crazy looks at Mahomes, try to uh, make him a little nervous. Get him, I mean, we're going to stack the line like we always do, drop some players back, send everybody sometimes. So definitely going to be getting, trying to get Mahomes' head as much as possible to get him off his game. And, I mean, the biggest thing for the Ravens is locking down Travis Kelsey. Don't let Travis Kelsey get in open space. I mean, he said on his podcast this week that he's a uh, he's he's camouflaged in the defense. So, so I mean, I'm interested to see how we play both of those guys. And we, you know, the Ravens always pretty much stop the run. So if we stop Pacheco, it stops their offense. What you thinking there, Jake? What you think about this game, man? Hey, sorry, my headset cut out. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually very intrigued. Like Luke was saying, like I want to see what the linebackers are going to do to contain Mahomes. Like obviously they get to play with uh, Lamar in practice constantly so i mean it's not like they're new to this but i mean that that's that's what i'm look, most looking forward to is that that defense against Mahomes. but i mean what what is uh lamar's one and three against Mahomes in a regular season right so i mean this is his worst top tier quarterback just the worst one he's gone against but i think i think ravens are gonna pull this off um i think it's not gonna be as close as everyone's expecting i think the chiefs that we've seen throughout this regular season is gonna come out in this game um Ravens are on a whole nother level um yeah yeah you got Kelsey but Rice is stepping up I mean I think Pacheco gets taken out of this game not by injury but I think I think that defense is going to shut him down um I don't know I'm very intrigued but I think I think Luke's Ravens are going to pull this off um that team's just too talented on, on both sides um yeah I mean Lamar's not Lamar's not throwing turnovers um he's playing he's, he's moving smart with the ball Hey, I mean, he spanked the Niners like it wasn't a close game. Like, so, I mean, he I mean, spanked it. Every big game he's played this year, I mean, that, that's he's what done I'm it. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's hard. To, it's, I mean, it's not just 
Lamar. Like that whole team is just playing so consistently that it's hard to bet against them right now. Yeah, I just it's just and it's not, I I know like we we were harping on it today like we we can you pull all the receipts up for the past few years and I I've said it like okay I'm not a Lamar guy in the playoffs and I I, I never have been last week was different I, I picked you I picked the Ravens to win because I just didn't trust Stroud against this defense and I thought I thought Lamar was going to play good football I, I didn't think he was going to play bad against Houston and I said he'll, he he can make a playoff run if his accuracy improves which it did he's gotten good accuracy recently. But I just don't know if I can trust him against this Chiefs defense to make more plays than Patty Mahomes. And and I, I know, like like Luke like Luke said, a lot of you guys are Ravens fans this week because you got you want to end that that Patrick Mahomes storyline. You're tired of seeing him win. You're tired of Taylor Swift on TV. You're tired of this and that and Brittany Mahomes and and all the shit around the Chiefs. I I just don't know if I don't give a shit about. It. Personally, I don't care. They can do it. They can show whatever they want. I, I honestly don't care. Um, I find it funny personally because it pisses everyone off, but I, I just don't know if I trust Lamar more than Patty Mahomes. I made that mistake last week, I, but I, I'm a big Josh Allen fanboy, and and I I've been waiting for them to break through since 2020, and they keep letting me down, and and it's and partly due because Patrick Mahomes is that fucking good. He's that guy. He, yeah, he had 215 passing yards last week, but those 215 passing yards felt like 415 passing yards when you're watching the game. It felt like he was slinging the ball all over the place on the Bills. And the Bills defense is not the Ravens defense. I get it. But they're still a top 10 defense. Either with, but with their injuries, they're still a top 10 defense. That's crazy that they're a top 10 defense without well, with all they, the injuries they, that they have they, still. They played with no linebackers last week, so I wouldn't say they're they, top 10 they defense. Had their, they had, yeah, third string linebackers. Like They're, they're beat up. They, it wasn't they, that same top they, 10 defense. I, I just Mahomes, I think, hasn't, Mahomes hasn't played a good defense this year, really. Like, what defense has he really played that he's lit up? He's got three games this year. The Chiefs have scored over thirty points, and that was against what the Raiders, Rams, and the Bears. The only games they scored over thirty points on offense. Not playing a top tier defense. And both yeah, both playoff games were against a beat up Miami defense and a beat up yeah. Buffalo defense. Like they didn't even get a full swing. And well, honestly, the only, the only reason that 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 uh that Texans even had points last week is because Ravens had 21 days off. Oh, out of the oh half. yeah, they beat they beat the Patriots. No. That's what you're gonna say? Well, well, I'm saying their defense though. Their defense. I'm not talking the offense. Yeah. The defense is still good, but uh, no, I'm, sure, just... I'm sure I'm sure they're getting, I'm sure they got some turnovers in that game too off the Patriots offense. But the thing is, the Chiefs' defense haven't allowed 30 points this year. They allow seven points in the second half. Like that's the best in football. So it's. That's what that's what the thing is. I get like I get the whole argument against Mahomes, but I, in the same way, it's the same argument against Lamar. I know Lamar's played the Niners defense, which they've had some some up and downs on the defensive side. We will be honest there, but absolutely, I, I know Lamar, Lamar's proved it. Like I'm not saying he hasn't proved it this year. He's played good in the key moments, but it's the same thing. He's playing against a great defense, and we know defenses travel. They are besides the the Browns, they're the only team that's travel on the road for defense wise, but. The Chiefs' defense has traveled this year. I mean, like I said, they gave up seven points to the Bills last week on the second half. They pretty much held the Dolphins' fucking offense with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle to like yeah. pretty much nothing. Yeah, so I, I, I don't count that I don't, one. Good offenses still find ways to score more than what six points is what they got. Whatever, twelve points the they Dolphins got. Dolphins too like that. Yeah, I get that, but still, like their defense travels, and that's the thing is they haven't given up thirty points this year. They give up seven points in the second half. So can the Ravens? Score. That's the things they both. Someone has to score. I think if you get to twenty three this week, you're going to win. That's, if you can get to twenty three points, I think that's the that's the winning score. At least twenty three. Yeah, but, but who's who's shutting down the the Baltimore's offense? Look at everyone. Look at the points they're putting up on every defense. But we've seen the Chiefs shut down offenses that can score too, though. Like I, I get it, the Bills are not like. Ah, I mean, the Bills' offense isn't bad. They just the don't. Chiefs for some lost reason. to the Raiders. Well. <laughs> Yeah, but though, but a lot of that was defense, though. You forget that they had, they had a pick that six. Late. That was late in the season, too. Yeah, but they had, that touchdown was a pick six, though. That wasn't an off. That was an offensive game by O'Connell. We forget that. That was a defensive Raiders game. That was not. That was no offense for the Raiders there. That was all defense. Okay. Well, they lost to Green Bay. Green Bay was and Green Bay was hot. I mean, that's when Green Bay started turning around, though. Green Bay was a good team too. I, I think Green Bay is a little. I'm more, I was looking at what they did the last couple days. They were a little Denver. But it's Patrick Mahomes, and you said last week yourself, it's hard to bet against Patrick yeah, Mahomes. I mean, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, there, yes. But I, I think the overall talent is skewed way on the Ravens side on this game. Way, 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 way. That's why the game's yeah. not played on paper, though. That's the thing; it's played on the field for sixty minutes. 
That's what you get. And I think I think the Ravens are going to be a more physical team than the Chiefs will at home. They're going to be hyped up. Huge game honoring Ray Lewis and Ed Reed at this game as well. So, oh, packed out stadium. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Ra- know Ravens legends. Ravens legends night. They waited all the way until the AFC Championship. They, damn, they must have booked that months ago, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we could have booked that at the beginning of the season. That was, that was all lined up. I mean, you know it's in the script anyways. It's in the Super Bowl logo. I, right I, think, I think the Ravens' biggest, biggest challenge for the Ravens is going to be playing against the refs in Mahomes. Mahomes and the refs. They, they purposely scheduled the refs that skew towards the home team for penalties. I mean, most refs – the uh, away team gets most penalties. Usually 55% of penalties go to the away team. This time, the away team only gets 40% of the penalties. So it's very convenient that they, uh, the one time that this happens, it's uh, Mahomes game, away game, that they, he well, gets these, uh, these refs. I've been saying all year or the last couple of weeks, it's in the script. Yeah, you're right. There's a script, Luke, that's written. And the script is this. <laughs> and I know, I know people don't want to hear it. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, and Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift on the fucking podium, and he's going to say, "Let's go to Disney together and get married." That's the fucking script right there. Yeah. It's there. It's right there. Yeah. What's a better headline than see, Taylor and, Swift and see, takes over the Super Bowl? I see what you're saying about you know Mahomes and you know having to count on Lamar, but the thing is, we don't have to count as Lamar as much as we do Mahomes. The Ravens are such a complete team that we're not looking for Lamar to be the perfect quarterback. They have so much to lean on. I just don't – I don't see it. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't bet against Mahomes. I'm not an idiot. But they're just such more of a complete team that I don't see how it's having to lean on Lamar to have 400 passing yards. They don't have to do that. I don't think either team but Yeah, I mean, I agree there. yards in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think – well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's a defensive. It's a defensive struggle, and then it's who makes the extra couple plays. Yeah, that's what I think. Over 200 passing yards, either either quarterback. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be the winner. Absolutely. Well, and like but you would, said too, I'm trust... interested to see. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I'm interested to see like what what, what the opposite what Houston did. Houston overran Lamar, and they left the B gap open. And then if I they did. didn't, and, and and if they didn't do that, then they would come in and they would leave the outside open. So Lamar, like you said, was taking it. Can the Chiefs do the opposite of that? Can Chris Jones clog up the middle and you know set or close those gaps? And then can the pass rushers on the outside force Lamar to come into Chris Jones? That's the key is what can they do? To, can they force Lamar into the big bodies up in the front? That's yeah, that's it, the key for the Chiefs too. Yeah, it, it's tough. We got we got big bodies on the O-line too. So our line has played great this year. I mean, opening – we'll, we'll double team on pass plays. Yeah, our line will double team on pass plays, open up those lanes for Lamar just to have that option to take the field. And they're playing man coverage and on the wide receivers. Their backs are turned to Lamar, and he's just taken off. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the yeah, fastest sorry. dudes on the field, so he's going to be hard to chase down. He'll, he'll embarrass some fucking linebacker again like he did last week. So he's probably the fastest player on the field. I don't think yeah. anyone's faster than him. In yeah. these games. Miami and Tyreek Hill's on the field. Yeah, that, that yeah, Ravens yeah. O-line has been playing. I mean, I've been watching them since the Niners game, you know, then the Miami game. And so that O-line has just been lights out. They're very, the season, they they definitely I, I scheme like, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing yeah, t- great. Tom Munkin has done an outstanding job with the Ravens offense this year. Hopefully he doesn't get poached. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought I don't I don't think they're both coordinators. They're, they're both first-year coordinators. Leave them alone. I don't think this year Munkin's going to be gone, but not with the two teams that are left. I think that Munkin is safe, and I think McDonald's safe too. I think that they dodged it because yeah. the coaches, the teams that are available. Yeah. Unless the Seahawks, I hope so. I've heard McDonald's Unless, name a few times. I think, like you said, Jake, we can talk coaches. I think the Commanders might have their guy, their little offensive boy wonder. But Mike McDonald could be a, a Seahawks coach potentially if they're going to go defense. That's what I've been hearing. I, now. I mean, we'll get into that with the coaches, but yeah, I've been. That's the rumor, yeah. the name I've been hearing a little bit. Well, with that being said, boys, Chris has Ravens, and Allen has Ravens, and you know, Luke Doc has the Chiefs. Hey, you swayed two of the guys back to the Ravens. You got Chris and and yeah. Doc. I think Lamar but, swayed him. I think he got that uh, playoff monkey off his back, and he's ready to go. And, uh, Just and I'm, assuming, now. I'm assuming you're going Ravens. I want to be the oddball, but yeah, I'm going Ravens. Marcy, well, I'm not. I'm not going to let Doc be by himself. I said it to Luke when it was just me and him. I said it 
back when their teams were one-loss teams and they were the top two teams in the AFC. When it comes down to it, in a defensive struggle, which quarterback do I trust the most? And I trust the quarterback that will retire as the greatest of all time. He will not say he's going to win the Super Bowl, but he'll get to the Super Bowl for a for fourth time in seven seasons, fourth in his six years of starting. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes leading the Chiefs to a game-winning field goal, 23-20 by Harrison Bucker. I have the Chiefs in a close game. And I think Lamar plays good, and I still think he silenced a lot of doubters. He'll still – he'll – Feed the haters because he can't, you know, win the big game. But he impresses most of the haters, in my opinion. And I'm going to go Chiefs in a three-point field goal game. No, I, I got I got Ravens in a ten-point game, thirty-one twenty-one. Go Ravens. I, I not a, not going to need this man to lock it down though. <laughs> not going not going to need him I, this week. I got thirty-four twenty-one Ravens. Um, I mean, I hope I'm wrong so we can play the Chiefs and the Niners win. But you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I think Jake's it. been saying Jake's been saying all since the Ravens game. He doesn't want to see the Ravens again. I think I do not. <laughs> well, you got something pretty good against rushing quarterbacks about that game. Bro, well, San sorry. Francisco can't stop rushing QBs. That's like that's like a thing. No, I, I don't. It, that's that's yeah. absolutely correct. Well, so no, no, and that's all that's left besides Jared Goff. No matter who's in the AFC, they're both scramblers. So. Yeah, it's true because well, Mahomes is a sneaky scrambler, which we always say. He's one of those quiet scramblers. Allen, yeah. by the way, has a close game. Chris didn't say score, but Doc had 24-21. Scores don't really matter for us. We're just picking games. But yeah, I think we all have it close. Luke has a 10-point game, um, which is probably the biggest point spread out of the five or no, six of us. Like 34-21. Uh, it's a one-score one game, though. It's still it's close. But that'll be the first game that the Ravens or the Chiefs 21 is not <laughs> – Oh, thir- oh, I'm sorry. I, I think I said 31-24. My bad. I'm sorry. My bad. 34-21. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Then. Yeah, he's got a two-touchdown game. That'd be the first time the, the Chiefs give up 30 points, too, if that happens. I think that's the biggest game. I, I I know you're a Niners fan. That's not the biggest game to you, but I think that's the biggest game this weekend if you're a non-fan of the four teams remaining, if you're just a normal fan like myself. If you're non-biased, I think the winner of that game wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I can. Well, no, because we're going to talk about it. The team that I I had the Niners in the Super Bowl before the pre before the playoffs. In it, yes. I, I no, I, no I, 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 had the Niners. I had y'all beating the Bills, but I'm I, I think that this team right here, I think that the Detroit Lions boys, they're coming in, they're roaring, they're facing the 49ers this week, Jake, and you know, uh, the Niners I think are favored by seven points at, at the moment, and Jared Goff gets to relive a little, little NFC West revisit rivalry right, right now. You know, he's got some history there. Hasn't had good history against the Niners. He's not in good history, yeah, for sure. So it's just like Luke, you're the Niners fan. Start us off. What storylines? What you looking for in this game? Um, uh, obviously, right off the bat, is, is Debo playing? Um, we've all seen the Niners' offense without Debo. Let's not uh, let's not candy coat that. Um, we need Debo. Um, we need a sun game, which it's going to be sunny because obviously Purdy can't play in the rain. Goodness, uh, terrible last week. Terrible in Cleveland. Both were rain games. I mean. It's out. You can't play in the rain. Um, so, obviously, Debo, weather. It's going to be passing game. Detroit secondary is awful. Um, the last six games, they've, they've allowed at least one receiver to be over 140 yards. So, I mean, you got to attack You got to attack that secondary. So, Purdy's got to be throwing the ball. we got to get the run game going, but Detroit hasn't allowed a rusher over 70 yards. So, I mean, obviously, McCaffrey hasn't been stopped. So, we'll see what Detroit can do with that. I'm feeling confident. For some reason, I'm more confident this week than I was against Green Bay. And I think Detroit's a better team than Green Bay, but I feel like we match up better with Detroit. Um, and Jared Goff, he's in the pocket. I think we our second. I think our defensive line can finally get to him. I mean, like we have when he was with the, with the Rams. I mean, he does not have a good track record versus us. So I'm confident, but obviously playoff game. I'm nervous. You know, I'll be sweating it. But I think oh, yeah. we got to attack that secondary. I think that the trenches is the is what I'm looking forward to. When I'm watching the game, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be focusing on the O line, D lines for both teams. The Lions O line, they're phenomenal, and I, I know they're not gonna probably have Jonah Jackson, but they're gonna have Rag, Ragnall back, and he's a freak. He's a stub, like we said Honest today in the, the Discord. Yeah, he'll probably he'll probably be juiced up. He'll probably have some some oh, painkillers sure. in him, but and then vice versa. I want to see. Well, I want to see the Lions do what the Packers should have done, and that's run the ball down your guys' throat. Put Jameer Gibbs and Dave Montgomery and force them to stop them and take the pressure off Jared Goff. Open the play action. Jared Goff in the play action, we saw with the Rams. We've seen with the Lions. Play action, Jared Goff is dangerous. 
He's one of the best play action quarterbacks when he's got a run game. And that's not that's not a, that's not a lie. That's the truth. And then vice versa. I want to see what your O line can do against this this pass rush. They can get to the QB. The question though is, can they bring Purdy down? Is Purdy going to be like Baker and shake off a lot of these fucking hits? Because that's what Baker was doing last week. He was shaking off a lot of guys and he was moving. I know Purdy can move. He's not he's not you know not a fucking mobile quarterback. He could be mobile when you need him to. He's sneaky. He's like Mahomes. He's sneaky. Oh, like scrambler. Mm-hmm. But can you have time to throw it to George Kittle, to Brandon Ayuk, to Debo Samuel? Or you're just going to dump it off and let them do yards after catch. And then same thing, I want to see – I want them to run the ball and force them to have McCaffrey go off. Like 17 rushes last week, I get it, seven catches. But McCaffrey needs at least 20 rushes and then five to seven catches. He needs to get to that 20 threshold. And I think it's the trenches. I think if you win the trench this week, it's – it's because like the opposite of the Ravens Chiefs, those games – those guys are going to get to the quarterback. We're pretty sure they're going to hit the QB. But which trenches here can protect the quarterback and help the run game thrive, which is going to be key. I think the run game is the key to the, these teams. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. This game, this game is going to be won or lost with running the football. Take the pressure off the quarterbacks. Yeah, Purdy's still a young quarterback, so it's a lot of pressure if he has to go out there and throw 40-plus times this game. I mean, it's going to be a really, really tough task for him, him to make 40-plus throws and not have a big turnover or something like that against his defense. And – you can see it when Jared Goff gets up and he gets cooking. He's fucking lighting defenses up like he did Tampa's defense last week. And Tampa's defense is not a slouch. So, I mean, you got Detroit was able to get the run game going, and that opened up the play-action pass, and he was dunking and diamond balls all down fucking Tampa's defense. So, I mean, he can do the same thing if, he, if the Detroit Lions run game is going. Then Aiden Hutchinson, he's going to be out there hunting Purdy down. Like, they can't figure out how to stop Hutchinson. Purdy's going to have a very long night. The front seven's key for the Lions. Like, I mean, like Jake said, the secondary's trash. The, the, the linebacker core in Detroit's good, and the, the front, like, defensive line's good, too. And then same, same thing, like, I, I think that the Niners secondary's good. I, I think, I th- oh, obviously you guys are playing pretty good football, but the, your front seven's the same thing. It's, it's phenomenal. You have probably the best linebacker core in football. I mean, the Ravens can argue that with Patrick Queen this year and Brooklyn. But, but yeah, both teams are they have the argument there. You can make an argument for either one. But your your front line, I know Chase Young's been quiet. We want to see what Chase Young's gonna do. I mean, you're if you're double teaming Nick Bosa, I don't get where Chase Young's been. He's been like hiding out there. And the thing is the pressure's on the Niners. The Lions, they've accomplished everything that they needed to do. First it was just one one playoff game. Okay, cool. Now they're in the NFC championship. They're playing on, on fucking fumes right now. They're playing high. You guys have the pressure. They're out there young. They're hungry. They're not never been in this spot before. So it's can that young and hungry team, can they do what the Niners had troubles doing and yeah. winning big games? So I don't know, man. Like and Dan Campbell, he makes you play yeah. through a fucking wall. He'll make you run through oh, this absolutely. goddamn house if you yeah. yeah, he he's gonna have the boys fired up for this game. I'm sure Eminem's absolutely. gonna be at the game, you know, trying trying to get the boys pumped up. I bet I bet Dan Campbell brings Eminem down to the fucking locker room. Get these boys ready. They sold they sold out the watch party at the in the Lions Stadium. I I mean it's good. I think I mean obviously you you want the Niners win. If if the Lions win, it's huge for the NFL. It's huge for like fucking us that have been waiting forever for the Lions to be good. But no, I I, I think this game is gonna be good. I, I really I don't think this game's gonna be a blowout. I, I know Allen's got fucking Niners huge here, but I just don't see – I still don't see it. Like, I don't care who wins. I, I think the Lions keep it close because how hungry they are, how how feisty they are at the moment. They're they're above expectations, what we thought they were going to be this year. I mean, a lot of them have, like, division, yeah, and a game, a game, yeah. But be honest, no one had them in the NFC Championship. No. Not even to start the playoffs, no one had them in the NFC Championship. It was all Dallas and San Francisco. Yeah. So, I mean – I mean, you're spot on with, with the – with Jared Goff, like if he if he's up or they're in a rhythm, they're they're stepping on your neck. But if you're up ten, it's a whole you know it's different. I mean, and his stats at home and away are completely different. So that's something to look at too. But but yeah, when Jared Goff's rolling and they got a little bit of a lead, they're they're on. So I wouldn't count anybody out. But and I, I'm excited to see Hutchinson versus. Um, I think they'll probably put him on the other side against, against the right, right tackle. tackle. Mm-hmm. But I want to see. Sua, or how he's pronounced his name from fucking Oregon versus uh, uh, Nick Bosa. That is going to be a matchup that I'm wanting to see. I don't think they're going to double. I mean, they, they probably will double team Bosa at times, but with the best right tackle Why in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. The best right tackle versus one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. That's going to be a phenomenal matchup right there. Like who gets the edge? 
who, who does he outblock Nick Bosa or does Nick Bosa use that strength and speed? That, I mean, he's a freak. So, I mean, our right tackle is ranked 55th in the league. So, I mean, Aiden might be lighting him up. And Hut and Hutchinson loves to start super wide, and he uses that speed and that that uh, raw ability that he has, and he, he comes at the QB hard. I mean, we saw him rocking Baker last week, and that's the thing is, can can Purdy do what Baker did and take the hits and get back up, and then like like the line said, you get hit in the teeth and come back up. That's what Brock, Brock Purdy's gonna have to do this week. Is he big and cock Brockers? Hurt. Yeah. Is he big cock Brockers? He just gonna shrink, and that's that's the point. I mean, that's that's what I'm I'm excited to see this game. I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm going lines. I'm going brand new lines here. I think it's going to be like 27-23. I'm going Detroit. I think that we'll get the the season finale will be the same way the season started. The Detroit Lions versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And we get Mahomes versus Goff, um, a Super Bowl matchup that we should have got when Goff was on the Rams. Didn't happen, though. But that was a, one of the greatest Monday night games we had, and I think that they finally play in the Super Bowl. It will be Lions versus the the uh, Chiefs to end the season. Yeah, Mark, I, I'm I'm with you on on the Lions pick. I'm I'm going Lions too. I'm going I'm going for America's Super Bowl this this year. I mean, majority of people want the Ravens to win just to get rid of Taylor Swift, and everybody wants to see the Lions do well. I mean, the, the 49ers have been here like every year, seems like, and so has the Chiefs. So time to get some fresh teams in here for a little bit. Nice change, change. Time to see Niners Chiefs. As the top two teams here, so I'm going Lions, Ravens, Super Bowl. Jake, final words from for your Niners. Give them a pep talk here. We need we need a little coach speech. <laughs> we we know I'm going Niners. Um, yeah, we can't come out like we came out last week. Um, not as you know, I'm I'm semi confident, but I I got it like a 31, 21. Um, I think it's it's going to be Niners, but let's just get it done. And it's gonna I, be on Purdy. I, it's gonna be on Purdy. You might see the most aggressive play calling and going for it at this whole game between Kyle Shanahan and Dan Campbell. We we call Kyle egotistical, and we know Dan Quinn's aggressive. So yeah, might not could, be a lot of punts. Could, yeah, it could come down yeah, to whoever <laughs> makes the dumbest coaching decision <laughs> loses the game. I mean, who the hell? Who the hell knows with Kyle Shanahan? We played the worst rush defense last week in Green Bay and rushed 17 times and threw it 39 times. So who knows? Now we're going to play a good rush defense. We're gonna, we'll probably run it 35 times and not throw it. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about Shanahan. My, my hatred goes back. I, I, I didn't hate him because he got us there, but he, in the moment, it got too big for him. And then the moment for you guys, same thing. You know, he put the – he wanted to show, like kind of like Pete Carroll, he wanted to show, hey, it's the quarterback. Like, let me show with my – my little toy here that oh I can win with this quarterback I can win with any quarterback and and get it eight hey, Doc has 49ers Allen has 49ers Chris has 49ers so Luke me and you are on the Lions so that's pressure's that's on the, what pressure's we're... on the Niners oh 100 percent all on San Francisco there's there's no arguing that I mean yeah the Lions have pressure because they now they have all the city all hyped up but it's not the same type of pressure the, the city won't be it's, super it's, let down city's gonna be okay the, Detroit might burn down if they make the Super Bowl though. The city might not be okay if they make it. Yeah. If Detroit wins it, the world might blow up. Like I'm, I'm telling you, this <laughs> might be the end of the 2024. Might be the, the day the world blows up. The like year, I mean. So we have an Eight Mile Two movie coming out if Detroit wins. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, if Dan Quinn does, or I'm sorry, if Dan Campbell does win this, I can't wait to hear the locker rooms speech inside the locker room. I, I, I will put money on it. It'll be electric. It will be fucking intense. It'll make you want to run through a wall. And yeah, uh, but yeah, I have Chiefs Lions. Chris has 49ers Ravens. Luke has four, Ravens Lions. Doc has Chiefs 49ers. Allen Ravens 49ers. And Jake Ravens 49ers rematch of that Super Bowl 11 years ago uh, when it was Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. Either way, it's a it's a rematch if we make it a Chiefs or Ravens both beat us. Yeah, I mean, really, it's a rematch of some type of atmosphere. Like the Lions played the the Ravens and the Chiefs this year, beat one of them, lost to the Ravens. The Ravens and Niners would be a rematch, and then the Ravens are the Chiefs. Sorry, the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs and the Ravens would be a rematch of the Super Bowl too. Same thing with you guys. So a lot of storylines. No matter who wins these games, honestly, the Super Bowl will uh, be a story of its own. But good luck to you both this weekend. Good good luck yeah, to the thanks. Ravens. Good luck to the Niners. We can still be friends this week. 
<laughs> yeah, it's two weeks from now. Yeah. And, and then even if you guys win, then you guys have that week still of like, you know, where everyone's just not doing anything. Pro Bowl week, you guys can still be friends. And then the week of, yeah. it's, it's hate week. I'll be on a cruise for the Super Bowl, yeah. so I'll be drunk watching it. But we we mentioned Harbaugh, boys. It finally happened. You know, we've been speculating it since last after the end of the last season. When's Harbaugh going to come back? We've been waiting for a couple of years, honestly. He's he's rumored the Colts before, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Vikings. Well, he finally got his uh, quarterback that he loves, and that's Justin Herbert in the Los Angeles Chargers. He played for the Chargers back when they're San Diego. He left Michigan. He got them their championship, and he moved on. No hate there from Michigan. They're happy for him, and he's with the Chargers. So. It's just a good fit looking at it in January 25th of 2024. Do we think that this is a good hire for the Chargers? Yeah, I, I think this is the best hire of the coach, head coaches so far. I mean, everybody knew Jim Harbaugh was the the guy to go get if they wanted that big splash for head coaching. I mean, uh, Jim Harbaugh is a career winner. Everywhere he's put, he's coached at, he's won. I mean, well, he's got an NFL record of 44 and 22 and one. I mean, it's pretty good for an NFL head coach. Then his uh, college record is one thirty three and fifty two. Like, come on! And and he took over like when he took over Stanford. Well, I think they had one win this season. He took over the prior to him taking the head coach. Then four years later, they were went twelve and one and beat USC. Like, so I mean, put Andrew Luck on, he, put Andrew Luck on the map too. Yes, he did. I mean, he's he he brought back Alex Smith. He made Kaepernick look good. He made JJ McCarthy look good. He put so, JJ's I mean, the best QB in Michigan's history. That's I mean, it's not a big history there for well, college careers, that, there, but still, I think I think stats wise, he actually is though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's not a good QB <laughs> like obviously Brady. Champ- yeah, yeah. And he won a championship there. So I mean, so I mean, career. He, Jim Harbaugh's career winner. You can see what he does. He, I mean, him and John very similar coaching styles. Physical, run the ball, play defense. That's what the, the Harbaugh's do. No, I, I think I think you nailed it, Luke. I think this is the best hire. It makes the most sense out of all of the six hedge coaching uh, hires so far. We don't know what the Seahawks and Commanders are going to do, but out of the first six that hire somebody, it makes the most sense. And Jake will he'll be the first one to tell you this. Alex Smith was almost out the door. He was almost gone as a 49ers number one pick in 2005, and then when Jim Harbaugh comes in, he changed that franchise, changed Alex Smith, gave him the confidence. Remember, they were in the NFC Championship in 2011, and it wasn't for a muffed punt. They're in the fucking Super Bowl possibly against the New England Patriots, not the Giants. And then, unfortunately, Smith gets hurt. And like you said, Luke, Kaepernick was Kaepernick for a couple of years. I get it. Greg Roman was part of that success too. But Alex Smith was strictly uh, Jim Harbaugh. He gave Alex with the confidence. He worked with him countless times. And then, like we said, we saw he only left because of the GM and him didn't get along really, and the, G, the GM's not even there anymore. He went to Michigan, finally found success, three playoffs in a row. Finally won the championship, delivered his promise, beat Ohio State three seasons in a row as well. That's huge. And he's back in the NFL where he belongs. You know, he was one game away, unfortunately, a potential non-missed P.I. call that people still say to this day. It was P.I. with Michael Crabtree, but that's nor here or there. But they were in the Super Bowl against his brother, against the Ravens, and he was it was a couple plays away from winning it. I think he's here. I think Herbert's going to thrive. I think Herbert is going to finally be a clutch quarterback. And I, you know how I feel about Herbert. Great talent, shit clutch quarterback. I think it's a perfect hire for the, the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh. Absolutely, I think it's the I think it absolutely hands down was the best hire this offseason. Um, it's the first one where a coach was signed, and I'm thinking, man, this is this is going to be franchise altering. Like they're going to turn this around. Like it's huge. I mean, like you guys just named all the quarterbacks that he's he's turned around. Alex Smith was it was a bust. Everyone was saying he was a bust. It was a terrible draft. I mean, then all of a sudden he rejuvenates his career. Kaepernick comes out of nowhere. And let's be real, Kaepernick's not a good quarterback. But look at what he did with Kaepernick. I mean, gave him that confidence. I mean, took us, like I said, to the Super Bowl and the championship. What he did with Michigan just was phenomenal. I mean, three playoffs, when got the national championship, and looked dominant. Like, they were dominant on both, both ends. Like, he's, he's a phenomenal quarterback. He's going to get the absolute best out of Herbert. Um, I'm excited for it. Like, they have a roster. It's not like a – coach coming into an absolute rebuild like they got the players we don't know what they're doing at running back but um he's got his quarterback they got some receivers they got some studs on the defense i think he's gonna get the best out of them and chargers are definitely gonna be a team to watch for sure and if i'm not mistaken like so like pretty much what i what i'm what I was gonna say was that 
they're not coming in like the Houston Texans where like they are out of nowhere, but I think it's going to be like a similar type of year to the Texans because they have some things they have to work out on the defense side. And like you said, the running back and other receivers going to stay healthy with Mike Williams. Keen Allen's been pretty healthy this uh, past couple seasons, but I'm thinking maybe like a 10-11 win season, maybe when the AFC West depends what Kansas City does. If not, second place in the AFC West gets the playoffs as a wild card team. And I'm thinking year two is the year. That's the lookout years. From year one to year two, that jump. Um, I want to see it. What obviously the offseason is what they do now, but with the Chargers being the fifth pick, Jim Harbaugh is going to have a, have an interesting decision here. What he does with that first pick of his tenure with the Chargers. So I'm thinking that the Chiefs, if they play this or the Chargers, they play this right, they're going to be a solid 10-11 win team next year, and then build off that, climb the ladder in the AFC West, put push Patrick Mahomes and and the AFC quarterback. So I think this first pick though, it's very interesting what they do with it. Brock Bowers has been the rumor name too. A lot of people have Brock Bowers going number five to yeah. the Chargers. Yeah, Brock Bowers or offensive lineman. It's going to be somebody I'm proud on the offensive side of the ball. It's got to I, be. I think so. Then I wouldn't be surprised to see some Michigan players come that way in the draft too. Maybe he grabs Blake Warm in the second, third round. I don't know where he's projected at right now, but Blake Warm is pretty solid running back and a Michigan guy. So, Or, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Jim Harbaugh is going to be able to attract some big-time free agents to come over that way too. Maybe he's been able to persuade Derrick Henry to come over there as a big, big time running back. Put him with Saquon Herbert. Put him on light. Yeah, or Saquon. So, I mean. God, that'd be filthy. So, that'd I mean, be nasty. These, yeah, these NFL players have heard about how, how good of a coach and how good he's building team that players all love the guy. They, maybe they want That's to the get biggest a piece thing, right? of that. That's yeah, the biggest thing maybe, is players love maybe, him. Maybe, but, yeah, maybe these free agents want to get a little piece of that. So, maybe they'll take a, a smaller contract to go play the hardball and win some games. Well, I want to see who the coordinators are going to be. That's like, and, it's and kind of like LA too. LA is kind of well, big selling point. Like, and maybe the fan base gets excited. They have Harbaugh. Maybe they get some big free agents come in there. Get the fan base excited again. Mm-hmm. Start packing out the stadium. Make make them actually have like a real home game. And maybe force the Chargers ownership <laughs> to finally spend money on players. Well, yeah. the GM spent money on Khalil Mack. Like that's not big a thing, but like actually not being stingy with their money. But like I was going to say was being a being a head coach to me. It's like being a president. You have to have a good supporting cast. You have to have a good cabinet, a good coordinators. That's what I want to see is what can Harbaugh do? Who's he going to bring for OC? Who's he going to bring for DC? Because Harbaugh is not a play caller. He's an old school coach. He'll have say in stuff and input, but he trusts his play callers on both sides to do it, and he has his voice heard out there. I want to see who he brings in, and I want to see who the general manager is going to be too because it seems like Harbaugh is going to have a choice of who he wants for general manager. It's going to be kind of his decision. And they're looking yeah, at a Ravens uh, guy out there too. Yep. Yeah, I, I would I would assume they already have like the OC and DC pretty much figured out. Just probably has been announced. Maybe he's bringing some of his Michigan staff with him too. I don't know, but I'm sure the OC and DC and the coaching staff is pretty much figured out. I think they're probably working on the the uh, management staff, the general manager, and all the uh, the office guys. Yeah, I'm sure that was part of when they were negotiating his deal. He probably already said they already talked about the coordinators. That for sure. I'm sure that's done. We just don't know anything about it yet. But yeah, and then a week from now we should like. So apparently they can't. Michigan can't hire a coach for a week. It's like a like a like a state law about like one of the highest paid workers. They can't replace them until like a week later officially. So that's why we haven't heard anything on the Michigan side. I heard that today on the Pat McAfee show. They were saying wow. it has to be about a week. Yeah, I, I, was, I was confused. I was listening to it. I was like, man, that's an interesting state law. They, they said well, if you're one of the highest state employees, you can't officially replace them for a week after they accept their their job. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what it was said on the show. So mm-hmm. it's expected that Moore will take over. He should. Mm-hmm. He's a, he, he was great. Uh, undefeated this year in the games he coached for Harbaugh. And um, perfect torch passing, I think, for the guy. And can't wait to see Harbaugh back in the NFL, this time in the AFC. And maybe we'll see some more John versus Jim matchups a lot more frequently. Right. I'm pretty sure John was two. And, I think John was two. Yeah. And when, you guys play next year, right? Yeah. Is it is it in Baltimore? Or is it in? I think it was in L.A., wasn't it? I think that's what it's in uh, L.A. Someone's saying. It's in L- yeah. So that. But we had two more coaching hire boys, and the flag behind me—that's my team, right? That's the Falcons. Those are the fucking dirty birds. They. Love them or love them or hate them every year. They're still my team, and the coach that we brought in, I, I love. I love like we love hiring good like people coaches like player guys. And I get it. Raheem Morris, 
is a people's person. Everyone loves playing for him. He he's a good story, but he's not the story that I wanted. He's not the guy I, I wanted. I, I didn't want a defensive coach. I, with not with Ben Johnson out there, the Texans OC was out there. Jim Harbaugh, we had him a couple times, and Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick. If we're gonna go defense, why not go with the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, and Mike Vrabel, another good defensive mind. I, I just don't know. I'm not high on it at the moment. I mean, like I said, this is at the moment. What's going to happen two years from now? Maybe Raheem Moore somehow surprises the hell out of all Falcons fans who are pissed off. It's not just me. I've been seeing all over social media. Jake's been, been blowing up the Discord. Everyone's pissed off. They're roasting us. Even if you're not a fan, they're, they're, they're upset for the Falcon fans. They're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And I was high on Ben Johnson. Sounds like he might be the commander's coach coming up, but you had, you had Sluik from the fucking Texans. I get it. He's only a one-year guy, but fuck, man. He had C.J. Stroud playing good. I, I wish we just would have got him. If we're going to do that, if we're going to go someone, I think it just would have been good for the offense. That's what we need. Our defense is good. But now who's he going to hire OC? There's rumors that it's going to be Zach Robinson, the QB's coach from the Rams. So I don't know right now. It's a dark day um, for me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very dark day. I'm wearing black because it's a funeral day for myself. So, dark yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy. Not happy. <laughs> Especially with, I mean, Raheem Morris was a coach for the Bucks, and he had one good year, didn't make the playoffs, and then two shit seasons and got fired. So I don't like it. I just don't. Not the yeah, moment. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, not a huge fan of the hire, especially with the names that were out there. Like, I just felt like the Falcons had so much more out there that they could have done. Um, obviously, Raheem Morris has a resume beside not head coaching, but as a coordinator, he's got some, you know, pretty impressive resume. He had one good season in Tampa, two really bad seasons. Um, the, the season with the Falcons, I can't really credit to him. You know, you take over as an interim coach, obviously you're not in a good situation because the coach just got fired. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like even if you're going to go defensive mind, why, why, would you, why wouldn't you go Vrabel? Why would, you know, why would you go Raheem Morris on a second shot? He failed at first. Everyone's saying it was, it was too early. He was young. You know, I mean, I, I see mixed emotions, but a lot of, you know, Falcons fumble the bag. But, yeah, I just I just don't get we it. Do. I don't, that, the, the hire just doesn't stand out to me. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. Like, for an offense that's been absolutely pathetic, you go get a defensive coach again. And, I mean, obviously you can get a great coordinator. Maybe, you know, maybe this all works out. You know, I could be dead wrong. But I feel like you have the studs. You have the offense. Like, you need a mastermind in offense. You need someone that's going to – push this offense and I just I just don't see Raheem Morris as the head of that that show yeah and we had, Raheem Morris like he, he doesn't get anybody excited to come play for the Falcons either I, mean, I saw somebody for, a ball for him yeah <laughs> yeah I mean he, he's not an exciting hire like I'm sure the the team's not too thrilled about this like some guy that they had they had an interim head coach and let go I mean he, what he's 21 and 38 all time as a head coach I mean his record is not great I mean I'm sure he's a good guy but I don't know if he's ready to be the, the head coach for a team again. And I think the boy, the the Rams, their their defense is not even that good this season. Like they that's were what what, I was, 20th that's what in the I was NFL. Like, it's not like he was having a good year. Like, I think people were impressed because Rams, of how young they were and like they overexceeded that. That 20th was still over overexceeding to them. I, I, I'm not, I'm not high offense, on but the offense overexceeded for the Rams, not the defense. Oh, I agree Absolutely. there, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, maybe he got a little kudos for the Rams being having a better record than they were expected to, but their defense was not that good. So his side of the ball was like bottom half of the NFL. And if you ask Jalen uh, Ramsey, he says he's one of the, if not the best coach in the, in the NFL. So I don't well, know. If, I mean, he's, if, if he's so good, he might've fixed his record. <laughs> well, I just, it's just, we don't have a quarterback and like, and that's the situation is what's the, what's he going to do at quarterback? He had Josh Freeman in Tampa Bay. That that's his track record. So, what do we do? We have Ritter and we have Heineke. And then we have all these free agents that are out there. Fields is a possible guy that you could be traded for. Or you try and get a quarterback in the draft. So it's like, what's he going to do with the quarterback? I want to see him address that. I want to see what he does with the quarterback and then who the OC is going to be first. Yeah, the draft's going to be huge for you guys or free agency. Like If you guys are coming out swinging a free agency, trying to get these big, these big uh, free agents, or if you guys sit back and just wait for the draft, I mean – it's a, it's a tough gamble how you guys play it because you guys can't miss on a quarterback again because he'll just lose the job. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I think he, a, if he, if he can't win in three years, he's gone. 
Absolutely. And I, his whole I'm job just, is right on this quarterback move. Like, and it's, yeah. I think I feel like it's going to have to be the draft because, I mean, maybe some defensive players love him, but which free agents are saying, "Let me go play in Atlanta right now"? I, you know, for Raheem yeah. Morris, I, I think it's going to have to be the draft, and he's going to have to he's going to have to hit it out of the park because his job's going to be right on this quarterback situation. And it's just so irritating because we we're the only team interested in Bill Belichick, and the only hope I had with having Bill was Kirk Cousins' interview about. I'm not going to necessarily turn down. A, yeah. Playing mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't, that doesn't mean he's going to play there, but you had the opportunity to get in Bill Belichick and Kirk cousins. And guess what Kirk cousins means. You track stars, you track receivers, you track talent on the offensive end. And everyone loves Kirk cousins. Kirk cousins is like who everyone loves because his personality, he loves the team. He loves the city he's in. He puts his body on the line. We saw the quarterback documentary. He puts his body on the line. And now we have, we missed opportunity of Bill Belichick and potentially Kirk cousins. For Raheem Morris and whoever the quarterback's going to be, so um, yeah, it's been. I'm, I... You go ahead. I was say I'm very interested to see what that report comes out about what those little what happened with Bill because you know they're saying that there was something something didn't go right or like you know so they were asking for something. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it, Bill if probably it wanted asking. too much control. That's what it I'm had thinking. to be. Something with Bill wanted too much control. Maybe he wanted to be the GM and the head coach like he was at New England. Uh, he probably wanted all player decisions and probably probably what happened was honestly Arthur Blank was probably just shooting the shit with Bill and they were having a good time. And he said, so he's like legitimately, why should I hire you, man? And then Bill's probably had a couple of drinks on him and Bill probably said, well, do you remember the 28-3 fucking blown Super Bowl lead pal? And Arthur probably <laughs> said, yeah, you can get the fuck out my uh, my house. And that's probably what happened. Bill probably got a little too cocky, a little too frisky and um, said some shit he shouldn't have said and brought up some bad memories. But, no, I would rather have had Bill than Raheem Morris. And we had one last hire, boys. The Carolina Panthers, they hired their new coach, Dave Canellis, the Bucks' offensive coordinator, I believe was also the Seahawks' quarterback's coach, which helped turn Geno Smith around, got him paid. And then he was part of the Baker uh, redeem year, you know, pretty much coming back. And I guess the question is, do we like Dave Canellis with the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young? No, no, I don't. I don't really like it. I mean, a one one year OC. I I don't think he's ready to go take over a fucking terrible franchise. The Carolina Panthers are. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna be good for Bryce Young, but what what else is he really gonna do? Like, they they have a lot of changes that has to happen in Carolina to get them even in playoff contention. So like, I I I just don't see him and Bryce Young. I think his best opportunity to stay in Tampa and hope that Todd Bowles gets fired like within next season and take over the head coach of Tampa. That would have been probably his best move. Because Tampa's actually a, a well-run organization for the most part. But Carolina is just a fucking mess. So, I mean, I mean good for him that he got hired after one year as an OC. I don't think it's the right move for either side. But we'll, we'll see how it plays out, I guess. I'm I'm absolutely right, 100% with you. Like I think it's for one, way too soon. Yes, he had a good year with Baker. You know, yeah, they had a good season, but one year it's too soon, and he's going to an absolute trash of a situation. Like I feel bad for the guy. Like even if he is going to be a good coach, he's not going to be right now. Like there, there's so many pieces away that I feel like this dude's going to end up getting fired, and then you know maybe five, six years down the road, just like Raheem Morris, he's getting a second shot, and we're saying, oh, you know, maybe he can do it, but. It's just a bad situation that even even drafting well, no matter they're just they're missing so many pieces. Bryce Young needs a ton of work. Like this dude's got his major work cut out for him, and he's only been you know it's been one year. I think it's just a bad situation for him. It's just not going to end well. And the NFC South continually getting worse and worse. This time with head coaching spots, our head coaches in the division: <laughs> Raheem Morris, Dave Canellis, Dennis Allen, and uh, Todd Bowles. So what a stud started or a star studded head coaching uh, opportunities the, out there for the all lineup. four teams. Hey, he's got one thing going for him. He's he's actually he's a handsome man though. So oh, he's, he's, he's the best. best. Yeah, he's he's the best looking head coach out of all of them. He's got a sick watch game too. If you, I, I tell, every time I see him on the sideline, I always lose the the wrist. He's got a nice watch yeah. every he's, single time he's out there. Yeah, he, he's a good looking dude. McDaniel. So Mike McDaniel will be a pretty fly too. Yeah, he'll, he'll make a nice face of the franchise. Don't think he'll do a good job, but he'll look good doing it. Yeah. Carolina doing Carolina things again, and 
Yeah. And the owners suck. The owners sucks too. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're judging like all these coaches based on what we think of. They've had, and so we don't know. Two years from now, we don't know probably, what's going to happen. But probably, I'm sure we all thought the same thing about Sean McVay that he was just a young guy taking the yeah. job, and he's done well. I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it, but he is in a tough spot to do it from. No tough spot for sure. No, I agree. And like I said, we don't know. Like you know, a lot of people didn't expect the Houston Texans to be ten wins this year and have you know what they what they did. Obviously, some good some good draft right there, but. I had them being competitive losers, which is op- it's weird to say. I had them being a good team, but losing. They were too young, I thought. But D'Amico Ryan's turned this defense around. C.D. Stroud got going with the offensive coordinator um, maybe a year or two too early, like for expectations-wise. But I'm not saying Dave Canellos or Raheem Morris or all these other coaches that are going to do the same thing for these teams. Maybe Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh is the best situation for it. But uh, I mean, we never know. We never know two years from now, like Jake said. We, we could all be wrong. And – Raheem Morris or Dave Canellis could be leading the team deep runs in the playoffs. I don't expect it, but you never know in this league. If, if they give Canellis the time, like they can't expect yeah. him to be a 10 win. You know, he can't expect to have 10 wins this year. It's not going to happen. Like you got to give him the time to, to build this team, then maybe. But if it's a short leash, yeah. two, three years, it's just not going to happen. Maybe, maybe the NFC South is back. Are they back? <laughs> uh, so like, I don't know about that, but I think like like Jake was saying about <laughs> giving leashes. I think every coach, like even Raheem Morris, like you can't you can't fire him after one year or whoever, like uh, uh, the guy from the Titans. You can't just fire like guys like that. You can't fire one year. You have to. It's like a college thing. You have to give them three years to see where they're at. If that was the case, Dan Campbell would have been fired after year one in Detroit. It was a three win team, then a nine win team, and now the NFC Championship. You see the growth there. You see what they did. Trust your GM. Trust your head coach. You gotta be able to build. You gotta be able to let them build, put it, the yeah. piece they want. So that's the Once thing is like I get Arthur. Yeah. That's why the Smith didn't stay around because you know he consistently was a three. It was a seven win season every single year. He didn't get better. He didn't get worse. He stayed the same. If you're not getting better, then technically you're getting worse. So that's why he got fired. Now, obviously, poor coaching decisions and poor uh, mismanagement with the players that he got around him. No quarterback. That also puts that into the factor as well. I'm not saying Smith's a good coach. I think he had potential. But I'll ne- we'll never know because there's no quarterback that he had. So, yeah, he's a shit coach, and but his also management style is shit. But I'd rather have Arthur Smith than Raheem Morris at this moment because I I, <laughs> I don't I just don't want, I don't like the move because it's defense. I just it's it's just defense too much defense. That's not a proven coach like Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick. That's the difference. If he was proven, okay, yeah, I'd be I'd be okay. Yeah, get rid of Arthur Smith, but you just replace the bad coach with a bad coach. I mean, what, <laughs> I, I, just, I mean, what's going on? That's that's pretty spot on, yeah, absolutely. But no, great episode, boys. Uh, yeah. Excited. This is a good weekend. Ravens, tough. Chiefs, Lions, tough being a 49ers. Fan. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, we've all, we've all been dark. there, though. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, Luke has. I mean, yeah, they haven't Ravens won a Super Bowl been, in a while, but yeah, they've been consistently pretty pretty good. There's only a few years they missed the playoffs, but. Other than that, they're they're usually right around there. Well, it just sucked because the year after the Super Bowl, we we still went to the playoffs the following year. People forget that they act like it was right after the Super Bowl. We just sucked. No, we went to the Super Bowl. We beat the Rams. That was the first year that Golf made the playoffs with McVay, and we beat them in L- in L A. back when they were in the Coliseum. And then we did push the Super Bowl champions. We lost fifteen ten. We were the only team that played defense against the Eagles that playoff run. Because you forget Big Dick Nick, he went off and tore off the Vikings, and then he tore off the Patriots. So we were the only team that played the the Eagles actually tough on the defensive side. That was the Dan Quinn defense that we had top 10 for uh, a year. And I think if we would have beat the Eagles that year, we could have beat the Vikings and then the Patriots rematch would have been interesting. But, yeah, after that year, that's when it completely fell apart because <laughs> we had Sarkeesian that year too. It wasn't even – because Shanahan was gone. Yeah. We replaced them with Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian's play calling was still spotty for the NFL and still didn't use Julio to the potential in the red zone like we should have. But um, – yeah, and then it's been shit year after shit year. Four wins, seven you know, seven wins, three years in a row now. And that's the bad part is we were seven wins the last two years with Mariota and old Matt Ryan. So it's like, all right, you have we have some hope. Maybe we get a quarterback, but you have the players. Not, no so quarterback. You got, you got London. You got Pitts. You got Bijan. I mean, you got the offense is there. It's not a full rebuild. You just have no quarterback. You got to get that quarterback situated. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. That's what the drafts for. It's what Francis for, and that's what I'm living for nowadays. But no, great episode, boys. I said it's conference championship weekend. It's it's here. We're down to the final four. 
arguably the four best teams. I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone's arguing that they're not the four best teams in football. And good luck to all four teams. I'm a Lions fan, though. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm rocking with Motor City out here. That's why your Falcons suck. Oh, we do. I mean, <laughs> we do. But this is but Falcons fans like us. This is why we root for the the underdogs because we're that's what we are. We are the shit team. So we want we want the other shit teams to do good. They don't want we don't want them to be bad like us. We want them to to thrive. And Detroit's been bad forever. So hey, but they remember were, they were, if they were six... playing. If they weren't playing the Niners, I'd be pulling for the Lions too. Wait, if they beat you guys, you're rooting for them next week or the Super Bowl week probably. You might still be a little upset that they beat you, but you don't want to see Lamar. I know you don't want to see Lamar win. I know you don't want to see Taylor Swift and the Chiefs win because of, because of Taylor Swift. I know you don't want Lamar Jackson winning the Super Bowl because then it proves us all wrong about he's not good enough to win the Super Bowl. And all the words we said about him since 2019. Y'all just a bunch of naysayers. Hey, I've come a little to the light a little bit. I came out a little bit. I gave you – I got you the AFC Championship last week, but – it's a different story now. It's Mahomes. It's Mahomes' time. Yeah, it's Mahomes but, by himself. Yeah, exactly. Mahomes Unless Kelsey himself. shows up. Kelsey's been playing the last two weeks. Yeah. Well, no, he's played one week. Before that, he hasn't had a touchdown for like seven weeks. Yeah. But he had seven for 71. I mean, still pretty good. Yeah. Probably had more yeah. drops than Besides, he did a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> he had a lot of drops. No, he had a lot of drops. He's got, he's got some fumbles, too. Yeah. He calls yeah, it. He calls that fumble on the goal line last week too. Oh yeah, well because he missed the block. Yeah, he missed that block, and then the guy. I, I realized that too. I, I caught that. I was like, "Damn, Kelsey yeah. missed that block." Oh, he he was blocking, and then he like let go. I think he thought that he was either down or he actually hardly reached yeah. out. So, so no, he, I caught that too. He, he has too a mistakes on his side. About Tay. Yeah, he, he, had thing was, he had a thing about his little touchdown shit. Oh, uh-huh. dude, that Jason Kelsey. That Jason Kelsey story, I was watching I listened to the podcast a little bit this this week about that was the first time that Jason Kelsey met Taylor Swift. And um, yeah. you know, Kylie was saying Kylie, his wife was like, Yeah, you know, be in your best behavior. And he was like, Dude, woman, he's like, Woman, do you remember when I first met you? It was at a bar. I got super blacked out drunk and passed out the bar. On their first and, date. Yep. Yeah, on their first date, and she told him, Don't do not do not take your shirt off. And he said, I'm not asking for permission. I'm I'm doing it. Like <laughs> and uh and you, and you hear Tony Roma, by the way. I, there's something that we don't know. Are, are these two already married? Because he keeps calling Taylor his wife, and he keeps calling like her brother-in-law and all that. So, like, there's something that we're missing here. Romo has been saying uh, it for the last few weeks. Uh, Romo was just probably just making fun of it. I think. Yeah. I mean, he had his whole what Jessica Alba shit when he was quarterback. Well, Romo, Romo's or, corny. We he's a corny guy. We know he's all about that. He's like he's a dad. He's honestly he reminds you of an old dad. Just yeah, kind of kind of kind of over him in the booth. Absolutely over him in the booth. Yeah, the first year is fun, but now it's <laughs> absolutely it's that first year. I was like, man, he's calling plays before they happen. This is amazing. Yeah. But now, oh my gosh, he's so annoying. Yeah, Brady, Brady's coming next year. He's gonna kick out Greg Olson. Oh no, no, there's rumors that they're all three gonna be together. It's gonna be a three-person booth. Oh, that's way too much. That's too much. I I think Olson's great. I really do. He's I think good. I think yeah, I I'll think take Olson's... Olson and Brady. But let's get Olson should go go take Tony Romo's slot. Oh, no, I, yeah. I like Burkhart. I think I think Burkhart's good because you always you usually have your non-player or non-coach, and then you have your your coach player as like a combo. Like we see with all of it, and I think Burkhart and Olsen are great. I think Brady would be interesting. I also want to see Brady and Manning just do like like kind of like the simicast, like they do with Eli. <laughs> I think Peyton and Tom would be great together, just them two. It'd be a lot of chirping, a lot of fucking things that would be said. But I, <laughs> I think that's what Brady needs. To do. I don't even know if Brady wants to do it honestly. Well, he's I, already signed a deal. Well, that he was supposed to do it. He was supposed to do it this year, and and he already took no, a he's year off. To do it. He's, he said a year after he retired. I don't know. He he might he might not do. It. I don't know. I mean, he's happy. There's, rumor, doing there's rumors doing. that he wants to own like a majority of a team. So I don't know what he's doing with that too. Well, he's trying with the Raiders. Yeah, he's got like a little small percentage, but I heard he wants like to get in big with a team. But who knows? Yeah, he's not going to buy it. it. Well, yeah, I mean, not to be a majority no, owner. No, he's not even probably a... not a majority, but he can get a big portion. Oh, yeah. He has to buy he's got, so much. He's, he's, got, he's got so many brand deals, his TV mm-hmm. 12 shit. I mean, he's got money. Absolutely. But he's not even a billionaire yet. That's the problem. If you're not if you're not a billionaire, you have, you're going to have to have, like, even Jeter. Jeter had money, and he had to have, like, like guys help him buy the Marlins, essentially. It wasn't well, like yeah, he I could mean, just you go. Don't, you don't want to put a billion down of your own money. You want to get people in there with you. 
But it, it's gonna be hard, and we're gonna see if Brady's there next year. I, I still, I'm gonna be upset for Greg Olson. I thought he did great. I said that early in the year. It's it's kind of a shame that you kick out him. You put him on the B team. It's like a fucking seven million dollar like pay deduction essentially for Greg Olson, which sucks because he did good. He did good in the Super Bowl last year too. But speaking of doing great, like I said, great episode, boys. I can't wait to to recap this next week. See what what we did wrong and what we think about the conference championship. Hate Lamar, praise Lamar. Praise Mahomes, finally be happy he's gone, and then the Lions and Niners. So it's going to be a good, good weekend. Can't wait for the banter and the Discord and the private text messages that we're going to be sending each other. And good luck. You both, both your teams, good luck. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. No, yeah, and like I said, that's Jake Winnicott. He's going to be helping us do our basketball episode. Not sure we're starting yet. We had a little bit of delay. He'll be with joining myself and Alan and potentially Doc. These Him and Alan, they are basketball mindsets. If you're listening, these guys are phenomenal. I kind of fell out of love with basketball and they've kind of brought me back in more and more each year. And uh, they, they know their shit. I'm being dead serious. They, they know their shit They're They know the little, little nitty gritty details of the NBA and even a little bit of college. They'll, they'll pay attention to it here time to time, but that's Jake Winnicott. That's Luke rule. Shout out to you, Nick, the docs, Kirk Wentz, you too, Chris Kamehameha and you too, Alan. I'm Mark Davis. It's all about the boss podcast. And we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of all about the balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.